You're listening to All Over the Place, the official podcast of Media Pub Live, with your hosts, Eric Provoznik, Jim Culver, Marty Zamora, and Christine Leninger. Saludos a todos. Mi nombre es Maribel Piña, and I want to welcome you to this amazing podcast, All Over the Place, where the fun sanity never ends. Welcome back to All Over the Place, the official podcast of Media Pub Live. I'm your host, Eric Provosnik, with this week, Jim Culver. How are you, Jim? Eddie excellent, sir. How about yourself? I am fabulously fantastic. It's a All good right. time out here in the desert, heat notwithstanding. Also with us here from the desert, Christine. Hello. Hello. And how are you this fine evening? Oh, Wonderfully delightful. Yes. Easy, ducky, all of the above. And uh, one of our co-hosts this evening, Marty, will unfortunately be unable to join us. Hopefully we'll have Marty back in the studio next week. And with us tonight, we've got a very special guest. Normally right now, I'd be talking about our sponsors and giving a little plug. But we have a bonus tonight, folks, because Yasmin McGee from XYZ Promotions is with us. Hello, Yasmin, and thank you for being a sponsor. And thanks for joining us tonight on All Over the Place. Well, thank you, and it's my pleasure. Very cool, very cool. And you know, you we uh, we call you our print and promo specialist. And you know, basically, just uh, give us uh, the uh, the quick the twenty five words or less of XYZ Promotions and how it started and where it is now and where it's going. Where's you can do twenty five words for all of those. By the way, there's there's a three three tiered question. All right, I'll do it really quickly. Um, XYZ Promotions. I'm actually the broker for for print promotional apparel products. It started about 13 to 15 years ago. Um, I've had various positions from being a national sales director to actually owning a screen print shop myself. And I found just being a broker was the best way to do this, to keep the overhead down and keep the buying power strong and put the money back in the pockets for the companies needed. So cost-effective marketing. Um, where it's going, upwards and onwards. 13 years. Very successful business. Congratulations on that part. And what got you started with promotions? I am a serial entrepreneur. I've done a whole bunch of different things. I've been brought in to be a consultant for business development, for sales processing, for accounting processing. And I have created a whole lot of different things. I come from a whole family of serial entrepreneurs. So I found that it was the best way to help people grow their business from mom and pop shops to new businesses to extending businesses to even large groups you know, large corporations. So I just found that right niche for me that helped me um, help people. A serial and genetic entrepreneur. That's a deadly combination, folks. It is, but it can be quite successful. 13 years, I think so. Indeed. And so what, I, uh, you know, what standard practice-wise, though, I mean, of course, every client's different, but uh, what are some of the standard items that you usually uh, recommend to your clients? Well, you know, there's always the thing, the question is always, well, what are the top five? What are the top 10? What should I do? What is trending? So these are all the really good questions. Your top five are always going to be your apparel, your pins, your bags, your drinkware, paper product, and then it goes into tech product and various things like that. People always ask what's trending. And my question is always, what is your market? Who's your market? Who's your niche? Who's your target? What age, what group, and all that? That's what's trending is what you need, what your is, you know, what, who you're really reaching out to. That's where I find it. That's where the trend is. There is always the tech products and all that. Now people always want the biggest and like, okay, what's new? What's great? But however, it just might not be the right 
perfect for your company. So we do a process where we interview together where we find out what is the and what is the price point, what is the budget, and how do we move forward with that. What are some of the unique, we talked standard, unique wise, of course, again, uh, tailored to, to the customer, to the client, but uh, what are some unique things that you come up with for some people? And what is the most unique one that, that someone's actually said, I love it, let's run with it? You know, one of the one of the special pieces that I did once before and I love it, and it's a piece that I show off all the time because it is very unique. The one question I always get, what is the most unusual thing you've done? So for a school, it's actually a quill pin. So it is actually a feather pin. And we're the true turkey feather, we branded on the feather itself. Actually, I should have brought it. It would have been amazing. But it's a really, really unusual piece for a school. It was great. So, you know, we've done a lot of different things where anything from huge 20-foot setups where we're doing back walls with TVs and lights and all sorts of stuff. And we're, we're making sure that they got their pens and their brochures and their paperwork and everything they're handing out. Uh, also, for that client, we did fans, hand portable fans, where it lit up with the company's name. So as they're walking around with these fans, you know, they're like, their name's lit up and, and you know. So that was really a fun product. Um, I've taken people's photographs, not necessarily their headshots, but photographs that they're proud of that they've taken, maybe scenery, and been able to put those on products, which is really unique because now they're not only giving um, something that they're proud about, their logo or something personal, but something that they actually helped create. And that's been pretty fun to be able to put you know, scenery on mint cans or on notepads and brochures and all virtuals you kind of expected from some other things like that, but we've done business cards. And so those are always fun to bring somebody's personality touch into it. So the best is always when you bring somebody's logo, you bring it to life. And so you're taking a logo that is looks good on the website, looks good on this, looks good on that. But when you actually have it on a product and you get to be excited about it and you get to share it with somebody and they get to get a gift, it's like Christmas. The people just love it. And who doesn't love gifts? I, I can't raise up my hand on that because I, I do like stuff like that. Exactly. So and there's some amazing stats too. People always go, okay, what's the next product? One of the most unusual places that products are is in the kitchen. So there's actually 91% is basically you have kitchen products. So as always when I tell people, don't steer away from the kitchen because they always say, oh, it's not going to be that good. Well, you have everything from a mug to a bottle opener to a wooden spoon to the, the jar openers to all sorts of various things that you can do where you can put your name on. And people keep those magnets, clips, potato chip clips. Oh, I mean, I just go on and on with the ideas that stay in the kitchen, they're usable, and you just keep looking at them over and over again. So it's a really unusual thing. Um, I'm gonna say that in the bedroom slash closet, you're gonna have about 50 to 60% of promotional products that have kept there for up to about two years. So your t-shirts, your hats, any of that apparel. So those are really interesting things to make sure that they get carried on. Um, people, I'm gonna say 75% um, of people usually will recognize the brand and will purchase from the brand based off of the brand awareness. So there's some great stats out there. This industry is a $20 billion industry and it just keeps growing and growing. And did I hear you say on a spoon? Spoons. Yeah, okay. there's, 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 four, there's three Catholics uh, on, on this AOTP staff, and you know, we, we might be cringing. 
if we saw okay. something on a spoon coming at us. Just sure, you never know because it's full. that's me. That that's a possible trauma for me. I don't know about my fellow Catholics here. That's just me. Uh, for my fellow Catholics, I still like the unique aspect of it, though. I like that. Yeah, my fellow Catholics, I've done a lot of, um, I've done some products from. You know, we do a lot of signage, a lot of things like that. We do a lot of different stuff in youth programs, and um, we have fourteen. And you know, there's a variety of crazy things we've done. So even plant cloth. See, Nat, Nat, see that, that's a different aspect of the Catholicism. That, that see, you, you brought me from one end of the spectrum to the other. So, uh, all good. All good. All good. Indeed. Something to make the pain go away. My mom's, if my mother even ever listens to this thing, she's like, I never did that. But, yeah. <laughs> and as I launch into my Terry the Terry Dactyl imitation of my mother, not cool. Forgive me, Father, for I know dang well what I did. Yeah, and it's funny you mentioned like the the jar openers. Like I remember when I was growing up, my mom always had like just one of those. Um, I don't know if it was it was like a rubber. Yeah, a rubber thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it was branded like I don't even. I think it was for some realtor or something like that or a bank. And we had that thing forever. Yes, forever we had that thing, and it just was always in the drawer and. And it works. Something we always look for. Yeah, it totally That's works. a great product for a realtor because it can also fit easily into an envelope with very little extra um, postage. So we yeah, do that heavy. Uh -huh. Yeah, so they'll do it with a car. They'll do it like that. I had a um, real estate client like to do it at Thanksgiving. So it didn't get mixed into the Christmas stuff. So they could do it at Thanksgiving. They kind of felt like they'd be the, the time. Microfiber cloth, another thing you can stick in the envelopes. So you get some creative ways to be able to pass out that stuff as opposed to just going, you know, your typical ways. Which there's so many wonderful ways from all your trade shows to your festivals to your fairs to any of that stuff. One of the things I recommend when people who are doing that for any kind of a trade show, festival, something that's coming up, even the holidays, maybe Christmas, Thanksgiving, um, New Year's, great time to give out something after the first of the year, starting off in the new year. I want to tell people, plan ahead. And unfortunately, you never really think about it, but when you actually sign that application to become like a, a vendor, that's the time you need to be start looking for your financial Because at that time you have time to look, you're not rushing, you're not, you're not chasing down what, what, what's happening. So you have time to look at things, you have an opportunity to bring samples in, double check things, and you can get selective and pick things. You start falling into like two weeks ahead of time, you're starting to rush, you're starting to get nervous. If you're a week ahead of time, you're going to get like you can always get product, but it might not be exactly what you want. So, there's a great reason to actually study ahead of time and be prepared for those seasons as they come so that you're looking at your marketing in a really wise way. A lot of times, there's marketing dollars left over at the end of the year. So, it's a great time to look at it a couple months ahead of time, two months, one month. What can we do? Can we do something that we advertise it then and take it into the next year? So that is a really fabulous tip that I always help people say, just think ahead because then you have different opportunities and you're not dealing with rush fees or you know, quick shipping or anything like that. So, so what types of, of oh, sorry, <laughs> I was just going to ask, so what types of companies or trades do you work with? Do you work with anybody or like, do you have like kind of a niche that you like to operate in? You know, there's pretty much everybody because I think from my background of where I'm at, I can identify with construction people to education, to healthcare, to pretty much anywhere there is. You know, somebody who's just starting a business doesn't really know where they go. Okay, 
business cards are a really simple thing. We're really still in need of product. Even now, there's a whole push out there for the electronic business card. I swap it onto your phone and off you go. I won't remember who you are. I don't care if you send me an email because I didn't see your logo. You didn't hand it to me. There's no connection. There's no personal connection. So as much as that technology is really great, there still is a reason to have that personal contact and that touch because maybe I really liked you and I want to put you in a separate pocket because I really want to remember who you are. And maybe it's one of those things, but if you're just going to hit me with an electronic thing on my phone, plus I don't know if you're spamming me. So there still is a whole market for business cards that's still valuable, especially in new businesses, because right now it's brand recognition, brand awareness. You need to be able to see that. And that's where you get that connection, especially when you can deal with somebody face to face, because come on, we do business with people who we like and who we have a good interaction with. So it's great to leave them a little something in their hand. Do you feel like as you move up from smaller to bigger clients, there are kind of some unique challenges that come about with the, the larger scale clients, or do you feel like it's kind of unique to each each uh, client? I think it's unique to each client. There might be a little bit more headache with a larger company. Um, I have done work with Boeing, which is kind of a large company, only because you have to deal with a specific uh, area or district or however it is, that group. And then there's always the who has that final say. Um, but if you kind of start narrowing that down in the beginning that's when you do the interview who makes the decisions what are we looking at where's the budget you know you got to ask the question where's your budget otherwise i could spend the whole day looking for stuff and we just didn't hit your market so there's an interview process that goes back and forth um and you know my website's a great place to have ideas one thing with my website is you can actually have a comment section you can hit there for more information what's great it goes to me as you keep looking for more project, more products, you're going to squirrel, you're going to go, oh, man, look at that. That's fun. Oh, good. And then you'll forget what you really intended looking for. So through my website, being able to hit those info buttons that send me, send me more information, then it's like a checklist, like you already got it, and there's going to be so much more information that can come your way, and then you can help narrow it down. So it's a really wise way to work at it. One thing about looking at other people's websites, um, not writing or wrong anybody out there and in the industry however you want to watch out for some of those people that have had um you know maybe they they advertise something really low very very low price um maybe it's an old stock maybe it's product that sat, sat on the shelf for a long time maybe it's something that a vendor had to get rid of or whatnot maybe the ink inside the pen is only that much as opposed to the whole thing so that's why they're able to offer so many things at such a discounted thing. So it's one of those to really take a look at it, maybe get a sample in first to make sure it's a product that you like. Um, there are people in the industry that will wipe, if they misbranded a pin, they will wipe it off and they will reuse it. So obviously it won't adhere as well. So those are some of the reasons why you really want to work with somebody who's reputable and has, you know, like I have a brokerage firm. So I broker everything out because of I can do it because I have learned how to do all these things. And it just helps keeping that buying power. So you really want to work with somebody's reputable, they'll stand behind that and help you with that. Yeah, and I gotta tell you, I really like useful products. And I've got I've actually got a couple products of yours right here. I have this pen, and I'm kind of picky about my pens because I'm left-handed and it drives me crazy when I'm writing and like it smears the ink all over and I like a pen to have good weight in my hand also, plus this little thing, which I know is supposed to be for helping me work with my 
devices, but I kind of play with it <laughs> while I'm working. <laughs> so I mean, you helped me pick out this pen and I love it. It's got a nice satin finish, good weight in your hands. The ink is awesome. It's a great pen. It's a great pen. I've done it myself and I've sold it to others. That's a fun product. And um, people always look at it as like, what is that? Well, the great thing about it is everybody, you know, our phones run out of power. I don't care. You charge them up in the morning for some reason, they're still up. So this has a USB plug on one end, so you can charge it into uh, into a like block or brick, whatever it's called, or into your car. And then the other two adapters are one for your um, Apple phone or for an Android some alternative thing so it's and i have a couple of these i keep one in my car all the time and i yeah. keep one in my work bag all the time also and it's super handy it is and of course it's got your promotion on it yeah it's just one of my favorite ones to hand out kind of nice and easy and it's something that can always fit into my hip car computer bag you know bottom of your purse crazy and thing our left-handed listeners here on all over the place christine what kind of pen is that when they go over to XYZ Promotions and want to get involved with Yasmin? What, what uh, help our help our lefties out? Oh my well, goodness! I don't. Uh, Yasmin well, might know the kind of pen more than I would, but it's we'll call it the Christine pen. <laughs> sure. Branding, nice. We're gonna call it the Christine. Get some royalties. Royalty. All right, I can do that for you. Yeah, but it's got a cool, like, um, you know, shiny logo on it, also. It's it does. Really <laughs> I mean, there's pens yeah. with flashlights, there's pens with tools. I just did for a company that had a screwdriver inside, a compass, a flashlight, and like a tibet tool. And I don't know, they all sorts of crazy stuff. Oh, bottle openers, you can get them bottle openers on them. There is, there's probably 100,000 different kind of pens. That so it's kind of good, and, and we can, you can get them a full color, you know, full color processing, one color processing. Um, one thing I always recommend to new businesses: keep your logo very simple, get it clean, keep it easy. Look at the big guys: Coca-Cola, one color, you know, Nike, one color, and then you can change out that color all the way around how it goes, you know. And those are things that are really nice because. You may have this beautiful logo with all these different colors, but when you want to go to try to print something, every color has a charge. And then they have a setup fee, and it becomes really expensive. So make sure that that's something that's easy to flip into a one color, and then you're just going to get more buck for your money. And that's the bottom line of what promotion products are, you know, cost-effective marketing. So you mentioned, you know, like in terms of dealing with clients and having a, a varied background yourself from construction to academics and everything in between. Tell us about some of your past trade business experience, Jasmine. Past, part of my what? Your, your, your past trade business experience. What, what has made you the well-rounded person that you are? Kind of what started me in this interest, industry was I actually created a T-shirt and yoga line. And we're going back probably 16, 17 years. I was actually the featured designer of the Denver Apparel Mark. So that was probably my first step into... Um, products because we were doing t-shirts and whatnot so i worked with a group of artists we took um, product we altered them through different chemicals and different trade different things we stitched them we cut them differently we did screen printing on them and it was a really it was a fun product it was a really great opportunity um just didn't have the massive funding to move forward and it was one of those that i i had a little kid and i just didn't want to stretch my neck out that tight so it was something that i 
I'll go back to, and that's something that's on the agenda probably for next year, maybe even later this year, is to create another line and start, you know, and then helping other people create small, create a line. Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna add, I have an average, I have a, I have a product, I have a concept that we can do smaller minimum. Um, I, I don't want to use the word one-offs, but smaller minimum. As the industry is growing and changing, especially through COVID, everything that we, you know, we've COVID changed all the way that we're looking at. So when you were used to be able to get maybe 12 shirts printed, now it's 24. So all everybody's minimums have stacked up. So there's a real market there for people who need that smaller quantity. And I've tapped into it, so I have it, and then I just want to expand as well internally in-house because I have the knowledge, I have done it, and that's something that would be fun to do. So I'm actually um, be picking up product here probably in the next month to six weeks. And I just want to verify what I have. Uh, working on people who are coming on board to do that with me as well. So those are all kind of exciting things. And um, I don't know, I think I went on a tangent. So I'm not really sure if you asked me, but I went on a tangent. Tangents <laughs> so, are fun here on all over the place. We eventually uh, start to work the name. So there is, and it's great. I mean, I do have have the history that I have. I have been in the industry a long time, especially being a national sales director. I did all the vendor trade shows all across the country. I would do probably five to ten a month, constantly on the go. So you got to know who was doing what and whatnot behind the scenes, and where to go and where not to go. And that's a really fabulous thing. And then who's going to stand behind the product and who is? So those are some fun things that I do have that I can put other in my hat and say, hey, that's why I'm a specialist. What else would you like to know about this crazy industry? Well, for those businesses who you have helped steer to success and bigger and better things, what advice do you have to them when they're expanding or, or moving to a bigger location? I'm sorry, one more time? Once you've got a, a business and you, you've helped them be successful, you're moving them up the ladder. What advice do you give them as they start to expand or need to move to bigger locations? I just fall into place of where they want me. And those are their decisions, and usually the upper ups, they don't want my opinion. <laughs> they just want me to do what I'm, what I'm good at. So at that point, we're looking at maybe different products. Maybe we're going to try a couple of different products, but in a small, smaller quantity, and um, things like that. But we'll stick to a lot of the true ones that have worked unless we're seeing that they go to a different trade show, if they go to something different. One of the interesting things that I have had is a lot of the a lot of people have gone to trade shows that I've worked for have actually asked me to go along, hire me to be there to help um, you know, promote them, which is kind of a nice feeling to actually say that you got that kind of a relationship with your clients that they have asked you to go to trade shows. And, I mean, we're from fire products to safety products to HR products to tech products. And, that's been a really kind of a fun thing. And then kind of get creative of different gifts to give out. Like I've done family plants um, with names on the little pots. I've done bonsai tree, growing trees in a can that you, you know, just kind of something fun. Um, one of the things that I always recommend for trade shows, festivals for, for people is toys, some kind of toy related because everybody likes to bring stuff home to their kids because kids always want something. That's a great way to do that. Maybe doing bigger things like that. We try to incorporate something a little bit more fun, but still very um, professional. And so yeah, I know you asked me about some of the other things that brought me into this industry. Um, gosh, I can't tell you. I've done a wide variety of stuff. I had a commercial cleaning business. I hope I retail and wholesale. 
uh, lingerie, large size lingerie um, on the internet years ago. Um, been in the construction industry. I was a pyrotechnician for an outdoor theater production. I was assistant technical for an outdoor theater production. Um, gosh, I could go on. <laughs> you know, I've, uh, I've helped salvage companies, um, junkyards, help them with their business development. And yeah, that's kind of dirty, but good business. Quite literally all over the place. You came to the right spot. I know. For sure. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we heard that you are a champion roller skater. Oh, so what's that right that. there? Oh, can you see the Xanadu album cover? Yes. So <laughs> tell, tell us about your roller skating champion days. Uh, well, I'm going to jump start a little bit before that. When I was three, I started, I started ballet. And so at the age of three, I started ballet. By the age of nine, I was on my toes, you know, toe shoes. And I gave it all up for skating. Um, so I went to one of those beginner classes that we, maybe we've all done. Or if not, we've gone and we've hung onto the wall because we really don't know how to skate. So we just hang on to that wall. So I was, the, um, I was a very good wall hugger. Why my mom allowed me to continue in the sport, I really have no idea. I had two coaches. They were a husband and wife team. The husband said she's never going to amount to anything. The wife said, I'm going to give her a chance. I ended up being the best student. So it was one of those. I went on to win some regional championships, go to nationals. Um, I did quit when I went to college. And that's when I, I did try I did try ballet again. I went to there. And that's when I went to say, well, I'm going to give this up. And I'm going to go be assistant technical director of pyrotechnician. Because, come on, who doesn't like to blow stuff up? You know, and so I learned how to use power tools well, use a lathe, all those things. And it just kind of promoted me in a different way. And then I went back to skating and had another run at my career as an adult. And I trained all over the place from Bakersfield to San Diego to Fountain Valley to uh, Maryland. I sought out the best of the best. And as I was older, competing against younger, I had to do what I needed to do. So it was a, it was a fun run. So I won many regional championships many national championships. Um, I've had a lot of fourth places and well, that's just not fun, but the, uh, <laughs> but you get to do it all over again. And all the different things that I learned from that was just uh, quite a lot of joys, the, the experiences I've had. Well, I can think of no better person to ask than you then for the age old question, the better couple skate song for roller skating. They're both journey songs, but there can be only one. Open arms, or faithfully? Well, see, I was artistic skating, so, you know. My or, is there, or, or can we just go off the charts and you got your own writing? Those would be my two votes for best couple skate song. Probably. I'd say open arms. How's that? that? That's my vote as well. So, I, I, Jim, Christine? <laughs> I'm going to say open arms because it has a stronger beat. I think it would be hard to to skate to faithfully because it's so it's such a slow beat i don't know i think i would have a hard yeah. time with that one yeah yeah not to go along with the crowd but yeah i have to agree with that easily settled all right i want we'll to throw some of that on as uh, as the uh, outro music <laughs> only Absolutely. less than 30 seconds though because we don't want to get sued by journey or ascap sure. or bmi or anybody so actually um you know because i've been a artistic skater for all these years, which is just like ice, but on wheels. So I didn't do derby. 
I did teach people how to skate, but never did derby because if you look at me, I'm not really a derby girl. Um, not a speed skater. It was all artistic, just like on ice. And there was many times that, yeah, I hit the ground. Hardest part of skating is the floor. Mm -hmm. It hurts. Uh, but I am thankful that I, I happen to have the opportunity to be here in San Diego this week. And I will be buying my first set of beach skates, outdoor skates, after all these years. So I'm going to go do a little sidewalk skating. Rolling down and meeting Sunset Sam. Right. So now i got to come up with some good tunes for that one, huh, Eric? Absolutely. And you know, circling back around, you know, after the fun there with Xanadu, because I, I, any opportunity to put that album cover up, I'm going to take it. So uh, I, just, I do have to tell you, the person, the, the male, the male performer in Xanadu. Okay, he's a professional skater. So yeah, I know him. I know him. I was about to. Say, you met Gene Kelly. That would be awesome too. <laughs> met some crazy people in my life. Oh. Oh, well, you're scratching that itch now. But uh, who, who are some of the more the the, the uh, coolest, more unusual, uh, you know, just some some of those uh, unusual or cool people through through your uh, through your business career and beyond? Not through my business, my personal, my personal life. That's when you meet all the fun people. Exactly. So I had an opportunity. I'm a snow skier as well, so I used to snow ski up in Sun Valley. So I've seen um, Clint Eastwood, Carl Schwarzenegger. Um, I don't know, uh, Chris Willis, whatever his wife's name was, Debbie, Debbie Moore. I'm not good at names. <laughs> um, uh, God, he was a, a bunch of them. But I did see it was one of the best ones at the rice skating rink was they actually had um, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Clint Eastwood had their little kids in little chairs and they were rolling them around. And so you got to think, okay, and Mr. I'll be back and Mr. Make my day. So, you know, so that was pretty fun. So there was a lot of really Jamie Lee Curtis, talked to her a few times, Murphy Brown, I can't remember her real name, but Murphy Brown. So there were a lot of fun things that, you know, a lot of great experiences that you get to just meet and you're like, they're just people. They're just fun. Now, you're in San Diego now. You're based also in, in Phoenix. And just uh, how has the internet helped you explode your business? Um, it's great. Basically, wherever my computer, my phone, and I am is where my office is. So I've been able to do business all over the country, from Florida to back east to wherever it is. And we're going to look to start expanding more on the internet. So it works separately. Thank you, Yasmin McGee from XYZ Promotions for being with us today. For all of your print and promo needs, go to www.xyzpromotions.com. Yasmin. Once again, thanks for being a sponsor. Thanks for joining us here on All Over the Place tonight. Thank you. And remember the Christine Pin. Eric will find your own product that we can promote for you. How's that? <laughs> well, actually, you know, a little postscript right now. I mean, always cool having, you know, the, the pens, the, the, the all, all the physical products. How often do you get into the virtual products with your clients? Not really. That's not my niche. So there's, there's, there's other people who can do that. Something to touch, something, to, something fun, something to give the kids when they say, what'd you bring me, what'd you bring me, what'd you bring me? When you say virtual products, what do you mean by that? Well, no, uh, just uh, like a promotion, uh, online promotions, like it's something uh, you go to the website and something splashy that's going to make you make you stay. Oh, like a, okay, like a, like a promo, a giveaway, a special or something like that? 
Right. Okay, I understood it to be more something digital. I'm like, mm, that's not right. That's not really. Yeah. But yes, you know, there always will be a special lens. I'll create a special for you guys. We'll, we'll, we'll create a special. So we'll put one together right. and send it over to you guys, and we'll link it to you. We'll link it to the website, and we'll create a little tab for um, for you guys. And we'll, of course, promote the Christine thing. And I wasn't fishing. I wasn't begging. I ain't too proud to beg, but I wasn't begging there. But hey, sounds cool. I like it. No, yeah. it was. It makes us pen with the red tip or? Yes. <laughs> okay. Or the red imprint. All right. We can there do that. Right? We can get your red mugs too, right? Yeah. So also the fun things that, they're, that we can do in steps. A couple of things that I want to share really quickly too. I work with a lot of a nonprofit. Um, fundraisers. I always give. A, I always give a percentage back. I believe in. I believe in that. I believe in giving. Giving. You know, paying it forward. However you want to say it. We'll either do it in a way that is highly discounted, or I or sponsor things. But I always give a percentage of something back. Uh, I've had a very blessed life, and I just love helping others. Amen. Amen. Yes. I don't know. Any other crazy questions you have for me? I got I think one. We covered most oh. of them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know how crazy it is, but I think Jim's got one. <laughs> oh. uh, I yeah, it's not that crazy. But as someone who's worked in in, in event planning in the corporate level, uh, I can attest firsthand that things don't always go as planned. Uh, so I'm just just kind of curious if uh, you can share any kind of best practices or tips for clients on how to handle when things kind of go wrong and the best way to deal with that. It's kind of just like a wedding. Plan for the best, but know something's going to go wrong and chances are nobody's going to know the difference unless you break out. So one idea is always to plan ahead as best you can possibly do. Realize that there is something that you've got to work around. Just make sure your people are well prepared to be able to um, just promote themselves. But yeah, there is things that will go wrong or something, or maybe, and there's a lot of times that we can still, depending on in Phoenix, or so, I can pull out for the same day. So say something happened, all of a sudden, man, I need some banners. Okay, I can get you a banner, you know, maybe about four hours. You know, so maybe you're setting up and go, oh my gosh, we didn't do this part. Okay. Or, you know, there's a lot of last minute things that we can still do within 24 hours. So, you know, it doesn't, it helps. So I've got a lot of people who've called who, not that I've done any, not that I've set up or did this stuff with, but they just know that I can pull some things quickly. And that does happen. I don't like to promote it, but I do can pull a lot of last minute within 24, 48 hours. Even certain things that can be done in the same day, four, six, eight hours, sometimes even shorter. So um, the other thing is, if for, for anybody who's doing an event, bring everything you possibly can and leave it in the car in case you don't need it. Or bring everything you possibly can. Bring an extra table. Bring an extra desk. Because people don't don't think about that. Make sure you have a stool. Make sure you have something to sit on because it is long and tires. And always have water. Stay hydrated. And snacks. Good tips for sure. Even better, make some kind of snack party your promo. <laughs> Absolutely, we've been. I mean, there is there's cookies you can do very. Um, Fairytale brownies, they're a promotional product that I can get at a wholesale cost as well. Um, you can do cookies with your faces on it. There's a booth that you can go and get your face and get it put on a cookie. Um, just an unbelievable fun thing. 
This is a family show but giving new meaning to the whole eat me phrase. <laughs> I'm gonna just leave that one there. <laughs> it was put on the tee. I had to smack it somewhere. There you go, indeed. This is but what yeah, seeing Animal products. House at the age of nine does to you, people. This is what it does. <laughs> so the, the products are good. Those are fun because people like to eat those. Those are great. Those are good things to have a trade show. You may not have brought pins, but you sure are better bring chocolate. I know. Just a little bit about me. Awesome. Thank you. Again, folks, check out Yasmin McGee over at xyzpromotions.com. And Yasmin, thanks again for being a sponsor. Look forward to having you back sometime to talk a little bit more about entrepreneurship and roller skating. Indeed. I will be on the beach this week skating, and then I'll be paddle boarding. Right on. Have fun. Indeed. You guys Safe travels time. back, and see you soon. Thanks again, Yasmin, for being on All Over the Place. You've been listening to All Over the Place, the official podcast of Media Pub Live. If you like what you've been listening to, and you know you have, be sure to share it with friends and family, social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, wherever. Producer and the guests only. You have listened at your own risk.